Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres, and I'm passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. This week on the We Podcast, my guest is Danielle Hughes. Danielle is one of my great friends. She's a therapist. She's also involved with the We Are Women Rising meetups. She is just awesome. And I cannot wait for you guys to dive in and hear this conversation. We talk a lot about the epidemic of busy and overwhelm. And I think we both agree that many, many women get stuck in this place of being busy and overwhelmed and maybe not necessarily taking care of themselves the way that we need to be taking care of ourselves. So I can't wait for you to hear. Here is my interview with Danielle. Welcome, welcome to the show, Danielle Hughes. You are amazing, and I'm so excited to have you here again as my guest on the We Podcast. I had you way back in the beginning when I first started, which was awesome, and we got to hear your story and about you. And so for your listeners who are just hopping into the We Podcast, know that you can go back towards the beginning and listen to Danielle's story. And since I had you as a guest, there's been a lot that has happened in your life. We've continued to work together even more. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to have you back and hopefully I'll have you back lots more. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thanks for having (laughs) me. I'm happy to be back. It is fun. Thankful to be here. Good. Yay. (laughs) Episode number five. You were on episode number five. Way back in the beginning. Way back in the beginning. This has already (laughs) been happening for like seven months-ish. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So give us a little update since then. Like, what are you up to? Mm. What am I up to? I am, I guess, like you said, working with you, helping you or working with you with your, the meetup and the upcoming retreat. Um, still doing some counseling work, mm-hmm. raising kids, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> trying to balance life and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's, uh, we're on the same page there. I really, we were talking before we started recording here about overwhelm and having lots and lots of things on the plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think this is a common thing for women. And I talked about it last night on my live on Facebook Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you that I felt like I was talking to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which sometimes that's what we, we got to do. Right. Yeah. And we so need reminders. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we need to be real about where we're at. Totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we're not real about that. Mhm. I agree. So what do you think about overwhelm? What do you think about women who are uh, cuz in my mind there's a few different kinds of overwhelm. Mhm. There's like seasons of overwhelm, but then I think there's also women who are constantly overwhelmed. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's days, sometimes weeks, even months where there's just a lot going on, a lot on your plate, but I also 
see and have experienced my own chronic overwhelm, if you will. <laughs> um, so I feel like I can speak to this because I've had my own season of that. Um, I feel like I'm coming out of that. I've had some more awareness for my own self about that. I used to, I mean, my kids were constantly in an activity and I was, I would overbook myself. I would overbook the family in commitments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, it was overwhelming for the kids. It was overwhelming for my husband. I recall him saying, gosh, we just never have any downtime. You're always scheduling us to do all this stuff. And like, I guess I also am a recovering people pleaser. So I felt like I had to say yes to everything that came my way, whether it was volunteering at school, um, having coffee with a friend, letting the kids sign up for anything and everything that came their way. I mean, if they wanted to, but not kind of taking time to think, Oh, you know, do you need some downtime? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just said yes to everything that came along and I don't know that it's the same for everybody that gets into this chronic lifestyle of living, running from one thing to the next. I don't know if what's underneath that is the same for everyone, but I know for myself, it was people pleasing and on some level, a sense of disconnecting, disconnecting from myself. Um, just kind of a running from maybe myself and not having time to really sit and be present with feelings. Cause if you're super busy, you don't have to face reality. Mm -hmm. Cause when it's quiet and you're alone and you're not busy, like mm -hmm. you're faced with stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so, so for me, that's what it was. It was a running from my own feelings, my, my back, my history. It was people pleasing. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And, you know, I think I used to do that a lot. I'm still really busy, but not as much as I used to be, I guess. But for me, I, I think it was definitely people pleasing and a constant like need to show my worth or my value. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. yeah, I was totally going to say that I feel like that's a lot of times connected to self-worth and self-esteem mm -hmm. and value. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because yeah. if we're achieving, really, because that's what that is, if you can cross 20 things off on your to-do list at the end of the night, you're really accomplishing stuff all day. And that means you're like amazing and you mm. are amazing. We are mm -hmm. amazing. I am amazing. Yeah. But I also think, yeah, or there's that achievement kind of piece to it too. Totally. I'm an achievement junkie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm recovering from that. <laughs> I'm getting better for sure. Yeah. But I think achievement uh, now, I think for me, it's kind of shifted a little bit to where I used to be like, I used to seek approval and like feedback from other people. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for doing this, blah, blah. You know, those you're, you're seeking that external validation to now it's like this internal thing within myself. Like, how can I challenge myself? How can I, and yeah, you know me, and this isn't going to turn into a therapy session for me, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, something that you've got to take, take a good look at because mm -hmm. Like today, this podcast is coming out a day late because there's so much going on in my world and not taking it as, oh, I don't follow through. I, you know, all of the things that I can do to myself. Negative self-talk. Right. Not going down that road and, and knowing this is where I'm at right now. This is what's going on. It's not a reflection of me and my worth and whether or not I am 
failing at life. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you're not failing at life. You're actually achieving still a lot of things. You're doing amazing things. And well, this thanks. Podcast is still going to happen. And then right. came out a little later. <laughs> exactly. Which is okay because it's still <laughs> being published. Yes. Yeah. So you can yes. have self compassion and kindness towards yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I just bring that up because it's, you know, it's on the forefront of my mind as an example. But I also think that I used to live chronically, chronically overwhelmed, constant, Mm -hmm. constant state of anxiety. And I think there's a piece of this too, that just society in general tells us that we need to be doing Yeah, we are in an epidemic of busy and like people, it's cultural. I think it's systemic in our culture that you are, I don't know what the word is. Lazy? I don't know. If you're, if you're busy, then you're getting somewhere with your life. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe if you're not busy, you're lazy, you're deemed lazy. I don't know. I don't view people like that, so I don't know exactly what that's about. But yeah, we are in a culture of chronic busyness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I'm still busy too. I'm just selectively busy now. I just, you know, I'll still go have coffee with a friend or even two friends, but I won't book them. I won't jam pack my week. I'll say no. I said no yesterday to coffee with my book club they all um or some of them met for coffee and I needed a day to not set my alarm Mm -hmm. and so I said no and it was hard because on some level meeting friends for coffee fills up my cup in a way but on the other hand I needed rest I needed to sleep in I needed to have coffee in my jammies Mm -hmm. (laughs) on my couch you know and so I had to and I had I've spent time with people this week. I'm also an introvert. And so I recoup and refuel by myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess I felt a little maxed out on the social piece of my life. And, and so I guess where I'm going with this though, is I feel like women don't prioritize themselves. I needed time to myself yesterday to to do what I needed to do to refuel. Mm-hmm. And while meeting people still refuels me in some way, so does time by myself or whatever it is I need. And yesterday I needed rest. Mm-hmm. I don't think women, especially, I don't think put themselves on their priority list. They save that moment for when everything else is done and the kids are taken care of and their spouses are taken care of and the Tests are taken care of and work is taken care of and and they don't even have the energy to take care of themselves. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think this overwhelm creates a few things. I think for the constant busyness, I like that too, because I think you can be constantly busy and not necessarily be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a it's a way to avoid, like you said. But I also think that when you're in this place, it's, it can be very isolating and not only does it disconnect you from yourself, but it disconnects you from other people too, Mm -hmm. because you are exhausted and it is even to me going to coffee with a friend is really fun. And I, I love it a lot of times, but it does take energy for me to do that, to listen, to be super present, because that's the kind of people that I think both of us are. Mm-hmm. And so to be really present for me takes a lot of energy. And you yeah. don't have to be present and when you're at home in your jammies drinking. <laughs> I mean, in to that extent, you can be present with yourself and that's that refueling piece. But I feel like I totally got off on a tangent. Um, that's okay. <laughs> but what I was saying is, is I feel like the overwhelm piece. So there's this conflict because I see women all the time who are like, I want friends. I want to be connected. 
but they're super isolated too. And I think that a big reason for that is this busyness. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. How do you think those go together? Well, I think that they are connected. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Like you're super busy or overwhelmed or whatever. And that is, can be isolating. We also need a sense of community. But if you're constantly running from one thing to the next, on some level disconnected and avoiding, it's hard to then have authentic connection with people because there's some avoidance going on there for on some level. Mm. Um, just a thought. Mm -hmm. So it's hard because we are, I, I believe we're wired for connection, but, and we're constantly seeking it out, but depending on how you're kind of running your life, you may or may not be getting true connection. Mm. And so even if you're constantly busy and constantly with people, if there's, if it's all surfacey because you're running from one thing to the next, overwhelmed, you're going to feel even more isolated because there's, you're not really connecting. Right. There's no like depth. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people are comfortable. They think they're comfortable functioning there. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. because depth is in, in a lot of people's uh, minds safer, mm -hmm. keeps them safe, keeps them protected. But then there's this inconsistency that I think we see a lot in therapy. Yeah, I guess that, I guess I'm thinking of a conversation I had this week, even with someone who desperately is seeking connection. Um, but is so fearful because they've had such bad situations happen in the past. So there's a learning of healthy, what is healthy boundaries and how, what is, when is it safe to connect deeply and authentically? What does that look like? You know, and to do it with healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't know how to do it in a healthy way. And so they're, they might kind of go all in too soon and then they get hurt. And so then they decide they don't want to try that again. Mm -hmm. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but. No, no, it's fine. So there's a couple of pieces to it. Like having those, that connection with boundaries, like knowing what that even is, but also, well, knowing the people who are safe to be open with and vulnerable with, so you can have deeper connections mm -hmm. with people is huge, but we've got to slow down in right. order to be able to do that. Yep. Totally. I know I can say that for sure. The worst places that I get myself into is when I'm going 50 million miles an hour and my attention is everywhere except myself because then I don't listen to myself. Mm -hmm. I, I don't listen to my gut. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to the inner promptings, you know, of mm -hmm. things maybe I, I, well, not maybe, things I definitely need to be listening to. And so then I usually get myself into predicaments where I'm like, how in the heck did I end up here? I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing. I was just talking to my therapist actually about it last week. I do the same thing. I stop listening to my own voice when I'm, when I get into this pattern and, and it is a pattern for me, I get chronically busy and overwhelmed. I feel like for me, it's a, a way of not coping with something but I get myself into these predicaments because I don't pause. I don't slow down. I don't stop mm -hmm. and pause and become aligned with myself. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, the positive thing for me is that I've gotten a lot better at recognizing that mm -hmm. like when it's happening uh, it's, it's a lot faster now for me mm -hmm. to recognize it than before where yeah. before that's just how I lived 
all the time. I mean, literally 24 seven constant. When Aubrey was little, we were never home. And she now is such a homebody. That's all she wants to do is be home. Because I think I like ruined her back then as because we were never, ever, ever home. We never had downtime. I noticed that this year, I think it was this year. Uh, maybe it was last year, the last couple of years. Anyway, mm-hmm. we were so busy that my son, um, when I started to recognize that we were too busy, that we were chronically busy and I was chronically overwhelmed, I was living in a state of overwhelm. I started to slow things down. I started to say no. And we started having more time at home and he had a really hard time with that. He was like always every weekend wanting to go do something fun and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we're just going to hang out at home, actually, and have yeah. fun here, like doing nothing. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking. It was hard for me at first, and it was shocking to our family system mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, Zoe liked it. She loved it because she needs that downtime. What's kind of cool, though, is that I noticed. So my son appears pretty extroverted, but in slowing down, I realized that he actually really needs downtime. I mean, obviously it seems like a no brainer, no kidding. He needs downtime, but we lived so busy and so overwhelmed that I didn't recognize it. It wasn't built into our life. And now I recognize it even more how important it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's interesting too, because I think a lot of people assume that extroverts don't need downtime. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's true. I don't either. And I actually wonder too, if I think, if I thought my son was an extrovert, but he's really more introverted. I don't know what it is, but he, we all need downtime. Mm-hmm. Well, I need time to listen. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's important to recognize those, those patterns and those seasons. Like I can go really, really, really strong for a week or two. And then it's like, um, and I'm realizing this actually more recently because I used to, I, I say used to, and it's really pretty recent totally beat myself up because like the third week I'm like tired And I, I'm not feeling very creative. I'm not really having, I, I don't know what the heck to post on Facebook. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not feeling very inspirational myself. And I used to beat myself up like, well, what the heck is going on? And for me, I can definitely say it was lazy. Like I would say you're being lazy, which I realize now is not the case at all, but I'm sure we could relate that to some of my past experiences, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, realizing, okay, I've been going strong for this period of time. Now it's time for me to take a break and to regroup and to listen to myself and to reevaluate and, and get my grounding back under me before then I go again and, you know, have another couple of weeks where it's, it's like this constant process where I used to think there's something wrong with me that I needed this regrouping time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I know a lot of other women like this, like, yeah, well, I think we've talked about this, uh, idea of the grind, you know, that women, men too, you mm-hmm. know, that there's this grind and you're kind of like, if you're not grinding 24 seven, then there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. uh, well, yeah. that's not possible actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. It's absolutely unrealistic, but we are told we we have to be. And right. if you don't, you lose ground. You're not being productive then, and you then can't get that ground back. And I think that's, it's very fear-based and that's what kept me going through that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Like, how do you think we combat that? 
conversations like this, Hmm. conversations like this, talking to other women about what's realistic, what's at the core of their, I say there, because, you know, (laughs) oftentimes, even as a friend, but we're therapists and often even as a friend, you know, people come to us to have these Mm -hmm. conversations. but getting, you know, having conversations to invite people to look in the mirror and figure out or, you know, talk to a coach or talk to a therapist or somebody about what is at the root of their constant state of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Not a coach. I don't think that. Yeah, I guess that probably isn't really a I feel like good point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think coaches can definitely help you move forward. I think you have to be super careful about because a lot of coaches say grind constantly, mm. I think, in my experience. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them don't, too. I mean, I met awesome. I think it's just a, an example of a place where you have to be super aware of who you're working with and oh, yeah. making sure that their philosophies are aligned with yours. Because I think, not to get off on a different topic, so I'll just say this really quickly, but that there's a lot of people out there giving advice um, or, or coaching people to be more busy, to, to listen to themselves less and they're actually hurting people. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I think we had that conversation in um, your, we lead Mm -hmm. uh, business course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I guess so when I was saying coach I was thinking that hopefully this person these people are not not involved with a coach who thinks grinding and hustling is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, there's just not all the negative self-talk that comes with that if you need a down day. Oh my gosh, if you're working with someone who thinks you have to be hustling and grinding 24/7 so you can have the payoff like later oh, yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, I worked with someone like that. And I remember feeling bad about being sick. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. (laughs) Like, oh, I can't be sick. I can't have a down sick day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's really unhealthy. That's like a fast track way to a heart attack. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Or something or some other illness. Like there's just, it's it's not realistic. It's not human. No. Mm Mm-mm. I agree. Not at all. And two, I think there's a balance because then I think there's this other like spectrum of women who are people in general, but this is a podcast for women. So, uh, (laughs) and, um, but I, I do think, I don't know. I think there's this whole other spectrum where people don't push themselves at all too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's both ends of the spectrum for sure. Mm-hmm. So how do you think we find the happy in between? You know, health work. Deep, I feel deep work. Like finding someone who can be truthful with you. I guess you want to have someone who, I don't want to say has similar beliefs, but someone who knows your value system and who can speak truth to you in a kind, loving way, who, if you need someone to help check yourself, I guess, like, I don't know. I think until a person is in tune enough with themselves, it can be helpful to have someone outside of us to kind of check in with, like see where we're living in balance and where we're not. Mm -hmm. Like, Like I know for me with my clients, sometimes I've helped them take a look at all of the things that are on their plate because when you're in that place, everything seems like a priority and sometimes an outside person can say, really, like um, picking up your third cousin's uh, laundry every week is probably something that doesn't need to be on your plate, right? Right, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, so you're that person that kind of speaks reality and truth to them. Like mm-hmm. you can help them evaluate where they can let things go and maybe reprioritize. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know my husband was a big one for me. He 
is a pretty straight shooter. And even when I don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. he's good at reminding me, hello, you're like super duper busy. You're overwhelmed. You're irritable. And if I don't catch it myself, you know, he can point out that I'm being snappy and it's like, oh, I'm in a state of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. What, what have I added to our plates that wasn't really necessary? And how can I now still, you know, what's the word? Honor my commitments and then find balance. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. My husband's the same too. I, I think I need somebody who will lovingly give me a kick in the ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> when I need it, but also understands the need for self-care and self-compassion and all of those things too. And I would say for sure, you're one of those people for me. So thank you for that. Aww, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like Danielle. <laughs> I know it was funny because I, I do, I know you and I know me and I know that <laughs> what your pet peeves are. So I, I already know when I'm like, mm, maybe I should reprioritize stuff. You're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but I trust you. And so, yeah, yeah so. that's huge. Like we have to have relationships with people who we know this is the biggest difference to me. People who we know really truly have our best interest at heart and people who maybe have an ulterior motive. I think that's the difference. And and a lot of times there are ulterior motives such as money or whatever. There, there are lots of things that can drive those ulterior motives, but yeah, I think, I think that's a huge difference. Totally. Like it brings me back to all the different MLMs and I'm not dogging on MLMs, I'm just recall all of the people that were above me and these different ones I've tried over the years, they, they were pushing me and yeah, that was, they were pushing me to grow my own business, if you will, but they were going to benefit from that. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, you know, a friend who's like, Hmm, you know, are you kind of being are you not taking on enough? Are you taking on too much? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And having you, I, in my, in my opinion, in a very like broad way of saying it is, I think that anyone who is leading you should be getting you closer to who you truly are rather than trying to fill some sort of purpose for yeah them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They should be listening to your goals, your dreams, your desires, your value system, and helping you work more in aligned in that than totally making you feel like you should be spinning on the hamster wheel. Yeah. I agree. Or you're a loser. Yes. Who can't be sick for a day. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yes, I think we do this to ourselves, though, as women. And I think here's the other piece. And I know we were talking about community. I think sometimes we don't listen to ourselves. And sometimes we allow this to happen because we have a sense of community that we don't want to give up. Yep. Yes. I was going to go there as well. Yeah. I'm thinking back. I had several conversations this last week where women made comments, several women, which was so astounding to me because it wasn't just one. The last week's theme, I guess, for a lot of women that I spoke with in different capacities was that they essentially would do whatever it takes, pay whatever money they had to pay, spend however much time they needed to spend just to be in some sense of community. Whether it was true connected community or a sense of community, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind because one, it's like sad to me that 
it's sad to me because there's people out there that will take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And just sad that there's so many women out there that want to be connected and are trying desperately to be connected. And I think because of various reasons, they just still aren't. And it's sad because mm-hmm. we are wired for community. Totally. Yeah, theme of the week, which is why we needed to talk about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this is an inner desire of every single one of our hearts is to be known and to be connected, to belong, to be loved, to be cared about and to be seen. To yeah. Mhm. <laughs> totally. And then at the same time, that all of those things can be super, super scary. So we can try and fill it with maybe a false sense of community or, oh, we're just so busy. We can't prioritize ourselves. We can't take the time to actually be in real, true, vulnerable community. But then that's what we want at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I get frustrated by that when I see women doing that. Say more about that. (laughs) I get frustrated when I see women saying, I really need to work on this or uh, here. Oh, this is not going to be the podcast episode about all my frustrations. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's your podcast, Sarah. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) you do know my pet peeves uh no I like first of all there's there's the women who are grinding and their whole lives all the all around them are falling apart Mm -hmm. um you know their relationships their marriage their whatever like all of their their foundation is completely and totally crumbled but they're they're grinding every day in, in the areas that are not going to get them anywhere. Right. Um, that are, you, you can see the, like the destruction coming, but oh, it doesn't yeah. really matter because they won't listen anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's that avoidance piece of, and I see this like with the re- women's retreat, I'm just so busy. I'm so, so busy. I can't take the time or I can't spend the money to Mm -hmm. invest in myself. And I can't take the time because I'm just too busy. And that's, again, that, that avoidance piece. Yeah. I kind of, when you were talking, visualized like the foundation of a house and all these fractures in it you know, in the cement. And at some point it'll all come crumbling down. Mm -hmm. Like, and yeah, people who, whose foundations have a ton of fractures in it, but they stay chronically busy, really. Mm -hmm. Don't take the time to stop and do the work that needs to be done to seal up that fracture. Like, come to a women's retreat really and, and spend some time growing themselves and becoming more aligned. So then they, I guess that's the thing. I feel like people miss that piece that, you know, it's like, if you don't take the time to go inward and to reflect and grow your, all of that impacts the rest of your life, your, your family life, your work life, your social life, you know, it all has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the time for yourself to grow, to do the work, the deep work. Mm-hmm. You can hustle and grind all day long, but at the end of the day, you're going to be by yourself. Right. Which so is true. not what we're wired for. No. Mm-mm. Then, well, and then there's all, all the self-fulfilling prophecies that get created and all of those things. But I guess the thing is, is it really actually 
It really breaks my heart because what it comes down to is I see a bunch of people and I can say it frustrates me and irritates me and all of those things, but it really, I think, just breaks me for them because what I see is people who are are hurting and don't feel like they are worthy enough to prioritize themselves. Yeah. And it, I, I know because I've been there. I mean, I've totally been there and I know how terrible that feels. Yep. Same. I've, I've been there too. And I do know that it is, it does boil down to a self-worth thing. Uh, even if it's not conscious, I guess that I can say that for myself, like for a long time, I didn't consciously realize that I wasn't valuing myself in my busyness and my overwhelm. Um, but when I stopped and paused and did some deep work, I realized that that's what it was about. Yeah. Isn't it funny too, how I, I, I think back to myself, but I also think back to um, just women in general and a lot of times are, cause I was just thinking about what is the intervention for this. And a lot of times our answer for an intervention is to actually add more to our plate. And yeah. I think about like a situation maybe where a marriage is having a hard time. And uh, instead of actually doing the deep work in that marriage and or, or doing the deep work on your own self because we both know that that's really what impacts the marriage mm-hmm. it's other things are added like like oh well if we have a baby it'll make oh. things better yeah. or if we do these things that are actually going to make us more busy if we just go on a vacation or if we mm-hmm. just do this or just do that and it's actually heaping things on and making things worse Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because and, it's all avoidance on really mm-hmm. still avoiding the fractures in the foundation. Right, and you're adding more on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it just goes back to the I'll I'll be happy when, and I used to live my life like that. Me too. Yes, I'll be happy when this happens. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I get a house. I'll be happy when I have a child. I'll be happy when whatever. <laughs> and really also, I mean, the other part of that statement, I'll be happy when blank and that'll mean I'm worth something. Yeah. Ooh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So how do we intervene? Let's talk about this because I want to talk, you know, about, I want to talk about interventions and we're getting close to the end of our time together for this episode. So I want to really just focus in on how do we intervene into this? Cause we could go on and on forever about how this is a problem. Uh, and I want women to walk away knowing, okay, this is what I can do to start to, to de busy myself <laughs> and kind of change the trajectory of where I'm headed. I feel like the first step, and maybe this is because this was my first step. My first step into unbusying was pausing and paying attention to my body even. Because I know when I say yes to something that I don't really want to do, I end up getting irritable. So for me, that was my sign that I didn't really want to do something because I would say yes. And then when the time came that I had to do it, I would be super bitchy. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's this about? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I don't really want to be going to do this. Oh, hello, Danielle. Start paying attention to if you really want to do something or not, Mm -hmm. like pause before you say yes or no. And then saying yes or no, when it's really what I feel inside and not giving an excuse or reason. That was my first step. That was probably like five steps in one, but no, it's good. It's good. And I think the, the other thing that can go along with that, or maybe that comes with that is, 
starting to do some work on, I do deserve to say no. Yeah. You know, that self-worth piece of, I can say no. I'm still valuable if I say no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, I don't know, chicken or the egg kind of thing. Like, I don't know if I started to slow down and unbusy with paying more attention or if I really started on my kind of self-love journey first. I mean, I honestly don't know which came first. Mm -hmm. I don't know if through saying no to things that I didn't want to do, being more aligned and saying yes and no to things I didn't didn't want to do helped with the self-love or if the self-love helped with becoming more aligned, but becoming more aware either way, doing the deeper work, reading books, going to therapy, going on things. And I hate to say that, like, I don't want to sound like I'm pumping up the retreat, but things like that, taking time out of my life to do things that were going to help me grow and be, and get to know myself better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it doesn't have to just be, you know, the women rising retreat. It could be, there's lots of other awesome retreats out there. And I feel so proud of the women who are going on this retreat mm -hmm. who have said, yeah, I'm going and I'm committing. Yeah. I'm committing too. to do this for myself for mm -hmm. really essentially it comes down to a day and a half is the amount of time, but it feels so long to people. And yeah. there are women going who have never committed to themselves in this way before, which is yeah. awesome. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's scary mm -hmm. for women to, especially the, like a self growth retreat I think it's scary and it's super vulnerable and yeah, yeah. so super brave for the women who have gone all in <laughs> uh-huh yeah it's awesome it is yeah. awesome so awesome yeah but taking that step and I think this is another piece of it in general is whether it's a retreat or saying hello to somebody new or wherever you are in your journey, just taking that step and doing it, even though you are afraid is so huge because yeah. then when you do, it's like, Oh, well that was amazing. Or that yeah. wasn't so bad. And I can continue to do it and continue to push through. And that's been the case for me. Yeah. You know, putting that little thing out there and then being like, okay, huh, I didn't die. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Made uh -huh. it to the other side and learn some things about myself. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it builds a sense of community. So whether or not it's a retreat, you know, the meetup or one of the free Facebook groups that, mm -hmm. you know, someone's not out to get your money trying to tell you how to live right. your life. Um, exactly. Because we need a sense of community in all of this also. Totally. In some of these things, you do have to spend money. Mm -hmm. I don't believe you have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and go into debt and all of the things that I see people doing in an attempt to grow or yeah. be successful. I don't believe that that is necessary. But I do believe we have to invest in ourselves to some extent. Agreed. Yep. Yeah, you just pick and choose what you, I guess, pick and choose, yeah, what you're choosing to spend your money on. I know for me, when I get feeling, um, incompetent or fearful, I drop down into, um, oh, I must need to take a training because so-and-so is taking a training and it sounds okay. Like, hmm, kind of a fear of missing out type thing. Mm -hmm. So my, when I feel like I'm struggling, I drop straight into that fear piece, fear of missing out, fear that I'm incompetent. And I feel like the answer is just to take a training. So I've stopped and sat with those feelings and then 
really feel into is, does this training align with where I'm really wanting to go? Mm-hmm. No. Well, then I don't need to do that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, this is totally fits. Yeah. Cause I think people can get into a loop of taking trainings or joining things that aren't really who they are, but they're seeking that sense of community. They're operating out of fear and overwhelm, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So again, coming back to listening to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And having people in your life who can help guide you back there who mm-hmm. don't think they know everything about you. Cause they, we, we don't, we are our best. We know ourselves best if we can just stop and listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so having people to point us back to ourselves while you're giggling. Oh, it's so true. So true. It's so easy to get away from, get away from it. I mean, yeah. I know for sure that I did. Uh, many times throughout my life and in different areas, but having somebody who points you back to you, holy moly, like what a huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us you have a group too. People can connect there. It's a free Facebook group. You want to tell us about that? Sure. I, it's not super, I'm not super active in it right now, but Cultivating Connections on Facebook is a free Facebook group where it's about building authentic relationships with ourselves, the people around us, and then out further. Because I believe that we have to have a good, healthy relationship with ourselves so we can then have healthy relationships. But I will say I haven't been super active in there for a, a, a chunk of time. That's okay. That's I'm going through my own... Yeah, that's another podcast topic. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's true, but there's been and there's been a lot of grief in your life and loss, and yeah. again, that's it's a good example. And maybe I I think I'll have you back on here again. We'll talk more about grief and loss, but uh, it's a good example of the seasons that we go through, and some some seasons are producing, and some seasons are not in they're they're more learning and healing and growing and that's been kind of a season yeah that you've been in yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was pretty I did some self-love challenges in there and so all of the content is still in there and I still try to drop stuff in there now and again it's just not as active I've been taking time to lean into my grief and allow myself time to feel and feel huge. Yeah. So the other places is that you are a big part of the, we are women rising meetups that happen here in Northern Colorado. Yep. And Typically the first Friday of the month mm-hmm. yes. in October, cause we're doing the retreat. Yes. So in October you were helping me with the teaching um, in the retreat, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What a, what an awesome, awesome way to get away from the noise and slow down from the busy and just focus on yourself. Yeah. I'm excited for all the women that are coming. It'll be, it'll be good time. Yeah, me too. And if you're not coming and you're listening, we just really encourage you to, get back to basics, get back to all of the things that we've just talked about and, and trying to incorporate those into your life and listening to yourself and, and, and allowing trusted people to speak into your life and help you to reprioritize and declutter the busyness and all of those things that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Find a community that doesn't drain your savings. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That is a, that is a perfect tip. <laughs> it's so true. Yes, but seriously, find a community and not one. I, I, yeah, I agree that you have to sacrifice so much to be a part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think we should be 
paying for community. I agree. I think we should be paying for learning, for teaching, but I don't know that we should be paying for community. I agree. So if you're listening out there, we're not trying to shame you by any means. Yeah, no. If you're paying to be in a community, to have a sense of community, take a look at that. Mm-hmm. You can find good, healthy communities that don't make you pay. Well, like, just to clarify, so like the We Are Women Rising meetup is only $25 a time. And that's to cover materials and food. And there's no like real profit being made. Well, yeah, that. that's, and that's not what I mean. Like that's a meetup and you find a sense of community when you come and those relationships, I mean, I've seen them on Facebook already. I've seen people who didn't know each other come to a meetup and yeah, you have to pay $25 because you're eating, you're doing a craft and you're getting a training. Yeah. Um, but then they're connecting with other women and they're developing relationships outside of that. So that's the community that's starting to be built. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I see it even from my Cultivating Connections page. There have been people that have connected and um, they have a whole friendship now. Yeah. That has awesome. gotten built. Mm-hmm. They know each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just wanted to make sure to clarify because I do think, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm think, saying you don't have to pay thousands to have a sense of community. Yes. Yeah. And I think if you're paying, you're paying for, you're paying for learning. You're not right. paying for friendships or right. to be connected. Does that make, am I, totally. that making sense? Okay. I guess I just want to say, even in a relationship, if you're the one always paying, there's something to look at too. because there's people who will pay for things because they're looking for friendship that is true they're Mm -hmm. they're looking for their community and they think they have to on some level buy friendship Mm -hmm. it's a good point and acceptance yeah we could talk about this for hours i know i know i know i i uh we will definitely have you back for sure (laughs) thank you thank you for being here today and make sure you connect with Danielle, find her on Facebook, find her cultivating connections page, come to a meetup, meet her in person. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the We Podcast. So awesome, right? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. I just love being able to have conversations with women like Danielle, where it's just like having a cup of coffee with a good friend and talking about the things that most of us face as women. So I'm really just going to challenge you to take a look at where you are in the epidemic of busy and what needs to happen in order to intervene in that so that you are more consistent within yourself. You can hear your own voice and you're less stressed out, which would be amazing, right? (laughs) All right. If you would like to connect with Danielle, if you would like to connect with me as well, you find us in the same place a lot of the times. But like we talked about in the podcast, Danielle's private Facebook group, Cultivating Connections, as well as the We Are Women Rising Meetup. If you are local to Northern Colorado, that is something that we do the first Friday of every month. And we are also adding meetups in two additional locations very soon. So keep an eye out for those. If you're a listener of the WE podcast and you would like some advertising space, please contact me because we do have that space available. I would love, love, love to share any of my very favorite listener women-owned businesses and my lovely friends who are doing amazing things in this world. So thank you again 
again, I appreciate you all so, so much. So remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.